listen and subscribe to The Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. <laughs> my boy, I was going to say, that's a phrase that will ring in my head forever. Speaking of mediocrity. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Blurred Lines. This is your man, Cam. With you, as always, is... The non-beacon of mediocrity, (laughs) Josh. (laughs) As well as... I'm the Professor D. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) And we are here talking about one of our favorite shows, Young Justice. They just wrapped their... um, They just wrapped their finale for this uh, half of the season. And um, part of the reason why it's one of our favorite shows is because it's like leaps and bounds over anything DC live action. <laughs> like it's not even close. Like it's, it's not even like, it's like sad how good it is comparable mm-hmm. to the live action. Like they should just give young justice to the writers of li- anything live action and be like, yo, do this. <laughs> it's oh, on a true. very simple base level. Like, they, you know, ensemble cast, like different characters, character development, new characters, old characters. And on top of that, one of the things that I like, you know, I'm an anti-Batman fan, um, that Batman is there and the Bat family is there, but they don't take over the narrative at any time. Mm-hmm. Like they always add to it. There's never a, t- a point where, you know, there's a, a huge Bat looming over the whole narrative. It's just that, you know, Batman is there. We know that Superman is there. We also know that they show up when they need to show up, but they don't take over the scene. And yeah. um, like even the Bat fam, when they're in it, they're there for a reason. And it kind of pushes a good narrative along. Yeah, the, the legends are what they are. Um, not treated as legends, but but as like, okay, these are the guys who save the world numerous times. Like they're up there. Like they're not handling, they're not in the everyday picture of the DC world, but they are. Like they're, you know, they they are there. Uh this season, uh title Phantoms has been really so far. Uh, a different exercise for them in the structure of their stories. Um, like the first few episodes focused on a uh, storyline of McGann and Connor going to Mars to get married. And um, obviously things happen. And then there's a cool arc with Tigris and, um, and um, Cheshire, Cheshire, Jade. Um, and then now, we're here with the with the with the magical toward the end. This magic storyline that involved Fate, Zatanna, um, and and her proteges. Uh, so it's kind of I didn't really I guess I didn't really look at it. Now thinking about it in retrospect, it was kind of the original crew bringing along a specific group of 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 kids, I guess. So with um, with, I guess it didn't happen as much with McGann and Connor's storyline, but with mm-hmm. Tigers, it was uh, Orphan and uh, I'm blanking on all the other the other uh, Onyx and uh, was it or there another one or something? Yeah, spoiler was in there, but only for a little bit. Yeah, oh so, yeah, and then um, yeah, the Arrow Boys are in there for a hot second too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and then you're right. Then Satana, she had her kind of like. So it's almost like the grown-ups are now have their own little kind of underlings, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for each of the things, and then also too, it was cool that they, you know, the resolution of. Uh, I was actually surprised because they had teased uh, the Legion of Superheroes in the finale of the previous season, and they kind of show up a little bit in the first couple episodes, and then they kind of take a back seat for the rest of the. Um, for the rest of the season and they kind of show up here and there, but there's nothing really major. And so it kind of makes it, I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to play that off. The other yeah, aspect yeah. of it that was a little bit weird too, was um, beast boy. Who's normally the, you know, the comic relief of like pretty much all of it. Um, he's not he's, a crack boy. Yeah. He's basically like <laughs> depressed going through PTSD. He's going through like, it's just like he's cutting everyone off. He's taking drugs. He's sleeping. He's shirking responsibilities. And at first, I think I was saying earlier, I was annoyed of it because he was kind of just like, yo, dude, this is playing out too long. But now you're starting to see as he's slowly starting to cut off each part of the things that he's a part of. Now I'm looking at it as more, okay, this might be a, a grander thing, which can be quite interesting to kind of see. Yeah, I think they, they've done uh, in the past, they've done serious themes like last season when they did the domestic violence and 
Um, I think there was one because at the end of that episode, they they um, put up the banner. You know, if you know anyone that's a uh, you know a victim of domestic violence, yeah. um, I don't know if there was a suicide one or if I'm just imagining that. But I think there was. I think also this season they did. They touched on. Um, one of the characters like Muslim faith as he was trying, he was working on being a doctor, but he was also Muslim and then having that conflict of trying of his faith and as well as being in science and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so, so they work cool. on a lot of those themes, which actually is pretty, it's pretty dope. Yeah. It seems like that that's what they're doing now with, with Garth, uh, Garth, Garfield, uh, Garfield, uh, with Gar is that they're focusing on the effects of that, of his life of that lifestyle on someone his age and the mental health issues that would come up with, with that. Um, because he is, you know, and I think that's the credit to, like you said, this show being leaps and bounds above a lot of things on TV. Um, the fact that they're taking time to examine what that does, the fact that this is a character from the, beginning who lost his mother at a young age who who lost his before he hit teens his teenage years so he was but he was old enough to know his mother so that's harder then he he lost his stepmother and then he lost you know uh last season he lost a friend uh to that when that friend made a, a really poor decision um, not dead, but at the same time, they're no longer friends. And then uh, this season, uh, spoiler alert, because, you know, we're reviewing the first half of the season, you know, he loses Connor, Superboy. Superboy yeah. is, is killed um, in an accident and he couldn't save him. And so all those things and the fact that he's a child star on a successful TV show, as well as a celebrity in his own right from being a superhero, um now those things are being falling apart because of this brief period in his life where he can't, he's no longer able to deal with it. Yeah. And I, and you're starting to see that where he's like shirking the responsibilities to the outsiders. He pulled back from the TV show, even broke up with this chick and he's like, Oh, he, and he's literally just kind of wallowing. And, yeah. <clears throat> and then you have um, the focus on Huntress, which I thought was pretty cool with um you know, again, we say this about Sportsmaster all the time. That character should not work at all. At all. <laughs> but he, right. but they've they've turned like a really throwaway character in the DC uh, universe, and it made him an actually like a pretty like nefarious and like his what he does pushes certain characters to do to be who they are, which is super yeah. awesome to see. And so they've done it really well. And then the the how they play with uh with Jade and and Huntress is actually pretty dope. Because it kind of shows that you know she still wants to save her sister, but at the same time, tigress, tigress, tigress. Sorry, tigress. Yeah. Um, but even like one of my favorite scenes that we talked about this before was when um, Jade meets her boyfriend and she like figures out all the stuff with them in you know in a couple seconds. <laughs> right. And he's just like, he's like, wait, she's an assassin, right? <laughs> right. Right. But I mean, yeah. what? To your point, I think what's what's making what makes the what makes it work the best is is just how deftly they seem to have. And I think we talked about this at the at the beginning of the season was how deftly they sort of dance between uh, characters and storylines. You know, it starts out with uh, McGann and Connor going to Mars and they're going to get married. They kill off Connor, and I remember the the first thing that we said when that happened was where the heck do they go from here? And so the first thing they did was they pivoted back to earth and back to other characters and they didn't even give you their reaction to the, to, to, to Connor being killed in the first episode when they pivoted, if I remember correctly, they, they, so by the time you, and so they just dance amongst, amongst different characters and give you a different ensemble to focus on it's like mm-hmm. five characters for the first three episodes another five characters for the second batch and then impossibly give you this other set of characters at the end and it all interweaves perfectly it, yeah. it, it i mean and some of it doesn't even have anything to do some of what happens doesn't even intertwine with some of the other events. So all the magic stuff doesn't have anything to do with Tigris and Jade. Tigris and Jade had nothing to do with Superboy and, and, and Miss Martian, but it well, all that we know of, right? 
that we know of right now. Because well, so far, right? Exactly. Yeah. So far, right? It may, it may, it may all come together on its own. But even if it doesn't, it was just such good ensemble work that it yeah. just made so much sense and just made good, compelling television. And it just weaved one one out of the out of the other into the next. It was so yeah. well done. Yeah, and I think. What it did, it just showed you that at this point, they have that world so figured out that they could say, like, okay, we gave you that. That's a big part of the story we're going to tell. But now we're going to take you over here because there's a good part of the story over here that you need to know. And then we're going to pivot and go over here. I liked in the finale episode that they they brought us back to the fact that... um, at the end of the day, we're still marching towards the inevitable struggle between uh, Earth and Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter where where we go with the smaller stories, Vandal Savage has put the entire story, the entire world, the entire uh, uh, DC universe on a collision course with the 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 baddest of them all <laughs> in DC in DC in terms of DC in terms of their their villains and and um and so that was because i've been wondering like okay well where does you know apocalypse fall into this there was such a they were marching towards such a a big finish with that as of last season and or not even finish but just more uh escalation of that narrative so given the story and the way they did this time you're wondering, okay, so how is all of this sort of going to fold into the bigger picture stuff? And um, I do like that now they're able to keep it fresh. We know the light is out there. We know Savage is out there. We know that, but they're not imminent threats as opposed to certain other things. And it's never, but we're never too far away from them. And they, what's brilliant is, this entire, I just thought about this as you were talking, this half of the season really didn't have anything much to do with the light at all. Yet, they were able to sort of weave in, oh, by the way, Vandal Savage made this pact with, <laughs> with, uh, with uh, what's the boy's name? With um, Darkseid? No, no, uh, which boy? Oh, which boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clarion. Yeah, Clarion, thank you. He was, the, you know, they weave in this whole story about how he made this pact with Clarion at the beginning of at the beginning of the caveman era. <laughs> and and basically thousands of years have passed since then. And they weave in little things about about Savage, more about Savage, less about the light. But then at the end, when he has that meeting between him, uh, the stranger and, uh, and uh, order and chaos. He's like, yeah, you know, just so you know, me and me and me and Apocalypse, we're gonna go at it. I'm just right. letting you know outright, it's <laughs> going to happen. But in the meantime, I am your agent of order. <laughs> Allow me to be, you know, and he like he finesses well, that whole situation. He does. And, and he, and he, he, like, he like, circles it all the way back around to, oh yeah, just in case y'all forgot, the light is a player here. Yeah, and I and the light does have it doesn't have a role an active role in the narrative but their presence is still felt right so yes. like in, in in even with the the stuff with the shadows the stuff with with um again with sportsmaster and all the things we saw i think more so we saw how the light has impacted these characters and their actions over over time yeah especially with um even with uh Tigris and Jay when they're talking about Sensei and Raza Gold, how they kind of yeah. broke off and did their own thing. That's yeah. still a direct thing that happened because of the light. Now because they're doing the light. Yep, same thing. Yeah. But like to 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 Josh's point, like, you know, he basically tells a chaos and order that I'm actually both your agents, because I'm an agent of chaos, but I'm also an agent of order. And I have a proven track record of constantly balancing the two. Yeah, like I don't <laughs> unlike, unlike uh, dark, and he's like, if you if you bet on dark side or dark side prevails, you're looking at all just order. Like there is no chaos because anti life means that everything is controlled by dark side. Yep, pretty like, much. So, so it's it, it's definitely uh, such a great big sandbox, and they they use a lot of. Um, 
like we didn't see Calder or nope. or Nightwing. Nope. Or, or, and this season so far, we've probably only seen bats and like images or flashes. Yeah, like and, and also reference. And also, you know what? To that point, when they um they kind of change um Oracle's like origin from Batgirl to Oracle by having Orphan be the one that like uh severs her spine or something like that. And I thought that actually small little change actually helped the story in general because like mm-hmm. before it was you know oh Joker comes shoots her now she's not back girl anymore she's you know um, in a wheelchair she's Oracle but this one kind of gave a little bit more extra um, weight to Orphan which was also a really really cool character and then also um, for Oracle as well and then it was kind of cool that they kind of like um, even when even with kind of like throwaway characters like Onyx it was like it was actually like not bad like it was actually like they were there but they weren't just kind of just like you know just thrown in there they actually mm-hmm. there was a reason for her to be there and those types of things um i think also too we almost forgot to mention how uh dr fate is uh savage's son originally his son like so that's now that's it was like one of his kids right yeah how can we and the way that? they and then the way they slipped that in just casually <laughs> right they had already they had already established that yeah in, but in like how season but now they tell us okay they show us Okay, now you're wondering, like, how, okay, how does Band of Savage have a son that's a Lord of Chaos? And so yeah. now this season, they, they, they definitely show us, okay, now this is, these are the events that took place that allow that where Band of Savage becomes the father of a, of a Lord of, of, of Chaos. Yeah. And not just the Lord of Chaos, but the entire universe. He's father of all metas. He's father of Atlantis. Yeah. 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 That was dope too. It's all him. That is a genius bit of writing. And again, it's the same thing. The same thing we say all the time. One line of dialogue. One line. (laughs) One line line for each one of those things did all of that and just reshaped the entire series. It's less than one line of dialogue. It's less than that. It's actually the thing that that TV and film should do. It showed us all those things. And then just Mm -hmm. tell us, oh, Band of Savage's son did it made a deal with Clarion and all all this stuff. Like, no, it showed us in, in very, very, very uniquely thought out ways. Yeah. ways. Cause you know, all of these things, these stories, I like the strangers narration. Like I thought that was that was that was cool. I, you know, like it is interesting. And also the fact that Vandal Savage is a constant metaphor or theme that's reoccurring in all of superhero narratives, which is at what point does doing the right thing you that figure becomes more of so obsessive about saving the world or protecting the world that they become the villain or the enemy themselves. Yeah. Because Vandal Savage, you can argue, has the best interests of humanity at heart. He just happens to be a real a realist who doesn't trust humanity with its own fate. True. And so he becomes so that callousness is what drives him to do what he what he does. He uh, lived long enough to be the villain, essentially. <laughs> and the irony of that is he's kind of right because he there are multiple examples in both in the DC universe and the real world where humanity is its own worst enemy and can't be trusted. Right. Mm. right. And for him, the Justice League just protects that mentality and protects mm-hmm. that that uh the status quo or a status quo that cultural way of thinking that humanity is adapted which is you know you can you can do all these things without the consequences and march towards self-annihilation wage war but you know at the end of the day as so long as someone comes and save you from that big mistake it's okay from you yourself yeah, from yourself. You can just do it uh, all over again and again and again. So, And one of the other things we can say is, um, you know, the use of the character, like Young Justice does a good job of using that huge sandbox, which is the DCU, and then using all the characters in there. So like, um, for instance, when <clears throat> in the earlier episodes, when um, there's a big explosion and they're trying to talk back to the watchtower you know you you get we'll go back to the watch watchtower and it's superman it's cyborg 
And I think they have one other character too. And this is really quick though. Like, you know, Cyborg's there. Oh, you know who Cyborg is? Cyborg is another mm-hmm. character that was. And so it was cool the way they used a lot of their characters. And even when they were doing um, guard duty during the um, Tigris and Jade arc, you had, you saw um, Spoiler, you saw, um, what's her face? Um, Violet. And so you just saw different characters really quick. Dreamer came through. Like they're just different ones that they were, that were there from previous seasons. And they're going to just pop in real quick to let you know, again, this is a full functioning world where all these characters are interacting back and forth and all that kind of stuff. And I think overall that always really just shows, um, like pretty cool things. Um, the other thing I was going to say was someone brought this up in the blog was there's a part where in the final episode where the bus is going through like different areas and um, a blue uh, beetle scarab kind of appears and then two characters mm-hmm. pop out. One of them is Ice and Ice is from um, Justice League International. Pretty cool character, like introduced back in the day. And another one is um, Isis, which is a character introduced Whoa. during the 52, which is Black Adam's kind of uh, chick. And and so that's also another kind of thing that's kind of like, do they just throw that in there, just throw it in, or are they going to pay it off later? And Young Justice no, they're gonna is pretty pay it off good at paying off things. They don't things, put so. out nothing. In, um, they don't show us nothing that they don't eventually pay off in some way. Because who would have thought? We've seen that school bus appear yeah. several scenes. And whether that was something that they were like, oh, this would be cool after the fact or not, Like it's just, it just speaks to everything that yep. they've been able to do. And I also love that, my, I'm sorry, okay. you, that moment where they, re, where they replace Clarion takes the bus and then they replace it right at that same moment. Yep. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I appreciate the temporal details. The and temporal and they said they, they took that from 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. then um, Zatanna gives her a card to say, hey, you know, go go talk to this person. She's going to be a therapist, which actually pays off even more because, you know, in the first season of uh, Young Justice, the kids had to talk to Black Canary as a therapist. So now you're mm-hmm. establishing that she's been a therapist for 10 plus years. Yep. And so, like, she's not just like they were just talking to her as another superhero. It's like, no, this is an actual therapist that was sitting down with them and talking to them again. Just good storytelling and kind of closing that whole loop altogether. And to your point, closing the loop even further, at the end of the the, the end cap of that episode was Giovanni, yeah, uh, Zatanna's, fa- Z- Zatanna's father, who had been Doctor Fate for uh, ten years, uh, getting a therapy session with her, just sitting on a bench, looking yep. out the window at the watchtower, just seals that so good. perfectly. And she's been doing it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. She's, like, mm-hmm. she's like, I've been had some practice for the last 10 years. So they, again, you don't, that's the one line of dialogue, but it's not saying what's it. They already showed it to us. They don't yep. need yep. to, but they don't need to say, you know, well, Zatanna gave, uh, you know, the bus driver <laughs> a card after they came back from, from space in time when Clarion kidnapped them. And then, you know, that was the whole thing where I was I was counseling the kids for 10 years. Remember that audience? Remember when I was doing it? Oh yeah, I'm talking instead. But instead, she was just like, yeah, you know, bus driver's doing good. He moved to this place and he did pop, 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 pop. And she just like kind of continues the conversation. The other thing I was going to say, too, is um, this season, they've utilized their their credit scene really, really well. And I thought that was something that like, one, it's so simple, but it's just so good because you actually sit through the credits. Because now mm-hmm. you're you're hearing dialogue, you're hearing you're, just, you're seeing like very minimal animation, so it's not too hard to do. But then, but then that dialogue and that, and that animation adds to what's going on to the story, and it kind of but it kind of buttresses it at the at the thing. So it's, it's not even the dialogue all the time, like you know, uh, uh, Tigress reading a Maya Angelou poem. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. That's a great way to ancillary way to develop the story. Like you, you that's man. you you using that five that what one minute to to continue to develop the narrative, and it's mm-hmm. not just used for shock and awe. Oh, look yeah. who this is. You know, no, it's like okay. For example, just I thought this was funny. I don't even like Superman when he's like on the phone on the watchtower with Lois, and he's like. And he's like, um, what is Jonathan doing right now? <laughs> Lois, it's his eyes glowing. <laughs> Lois, Lois, and then he's just like, uh, boom too now, over the boom too, over the boom too. But it's yeah. just, it's just so, and then they have the lighthearted moments like that. And then the, the moments where it's, it's Dick Calder and 
I forget who it was. And they're like, you just see their backs and they're like talking about something that happened. It was like a morose moment. I can't remember. Exactly. Oh, Connor died. When they told Tigress about uh, Connor dying. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was that one and there was another one, but I can't remember the second one, but that one was good too. Yeah. But yep. yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great mm-hmm. way. Just, mm-hmm. just clever. Just not being lazy, man, with the writing. It's an animated show and who would have thought? Oh, yeah. Based on where it started, especially because I remember, yeah, you know, two homies had to like twist my arm to get me to 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 continue watching it. Because in the beginning, I think I stopped when uh, when they busted when they tried to bust uh, Connor out of um, out of Cadmus. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, really, you know, that, that I'm not really feeling this. You know, Cadmus yeah. is kind of like a bigger threat than this, and just uh, you know, it just feels like. It's a bunch of the sidekicks and their kids and it's for teenagers and that. And look at where this show is now. Imagine if I, I'd be so mad at myself if I stopped and actually had to like catch up on all of this. Yeah. Oh man. You what? know, hey Josh, you know what moment made me keep watching that is when mm. uh Desmond took the blockbuster formula and started whooping content. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was like, oh, because I mean he was handing he was handling Connor. And then he realized when I saw that he couldn't fly. And then I was like, okay, there's some interesting things going on here. Like this isn't just like straightforward. This isn't just like a straightforward origin story. And it's also not just like a straightforward. Okay. These are powerful characters. They have all these abilities. And uh, there was, there was very, some small things that made me want to watch, but I had that same feeling though, when I was watching it first, off, I was like, hmm, I don't know if I'm going to keep going. But then that, mm-hmm. that, that formula. And you <laughs> saw so yeah, a bunch of things in that episode. But I think the thing that, that that hooked me was at the end when the kids were all like, listen, we're full-fledged members of the Justice League. Either you get on board or you get out of the way. I was like, oh, well, okay. Then mm-hmm. I will continue watching to see where that goes and yeah. look at where we at now <laughs> yeah. no and then I, I think the again we go we keep talking about with a lot of these shows that we, we uh we review and recap we talk about the how the shows that we enjoy the most have good character development have good mm-hmm. um show not tell have good like one line of dialogue to move the narrative along and the so like you know, the whole and the world building as well and so yeah. you know the Young Justice again could could have just been a, a quick you know Teen Titans kind of show really easy nothing crazy but like that first season was really good and then to, then to come to second season you know blow up everything we just were you know attached mm-hmm. to give yeah. us way more characters and then and then age everybody we're like wait what yeah <laughs> and, then, and then having mm-hmm. it still work we're just like dude you guys are good <laughs> yeah yeah very much a real coming of age story um, unlike many others and just finding a way to each season, keep it fresh and keep the audience engaged and, and not like, okay, I've seen this already. Okay. What, what, why are we doing this? Or, you know, and, and to have that going for 26 episodes as well, it's just like, man, they, they, it's like they studied all the the things that the the movies did wrong and the live action TV series do wrong. And Mm -hmm. here's every, put that on the board. Those are things we don't do. <laughs> Put that up there. Leave that up. If you write, you don't care if you're doing it by yourself in the quietness alone. Put that on the screen. And remember, if you're doing any of that stuff, you you, you fucking up. You got to yep. stop. Stop yourself in your tracks. And I think it's, it's a great example of like, the like this is something that Marvel could definitely uh, learn from on their animation end, where it's just like you have a treasure trove of characters, like mm-hmm. so many characters. Mm-hmm. Marvel has when I was still there, they had like it was like thirteen hundred and eighty something characters, like mm-hmm. trademarked or whatever. Yeah. DC probably has double that, if that. But they and they'll take and they'll create new ones, which is cool. But then they'll also take characters that were kind of like mediocre, not really well used, or just kind of whatever. And then they'll give them some life and give them some depth. And then you're like, whoa, this is a freaking cool character. Like, and makes and makes it worth watching, you know. And so I think the in general, like Young Justice to me is probably one of the best American led animation shows out, just because they just do their storytelling and how they push everything along. It's just it's I've seen like I've rewatched the uh, the seasons multiple times, and each time you're just like, dude, this. Is really good. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. 
Um, but yeah, I would say with that, I think they're coming back what in two more months? That's what it is, something like that. Two months, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So come back in two months. Oh, no, March. I think they're they're they got the, they're the latest. Uh, uh, Disco is coming back in. Disco is coming back in February. Yeah, February. Oh, okay. Yeah, you. but but Young Justice is coming back in uh, March, I believe. Yeah, and then and then there's always there's already a fan um a fan call to give it another season, and um which, which I, I hope, think I hope season as they want. Honestly, yeah. I don't even think it's limited to one. They can do, they can go as as long and as far you know. Credit to Greg Weissman, who is the executive producer. That man has helmed has helmed that ship and sh- and helmed it well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would say one of the best television shows. Period. Not even American yeah. Animation. Like yeah. it is, it is one of the appointment television things that I that I have going on right now. One of the few. Like yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't forget that 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 Young Justice is coming on. Yeah. <laughs> like I, you know, I might forget. I might even forget about Star Trek, and I've been living Star Trek since I was a child. Yeah. But I, I will never forget that Young Justice is coming on. I forget yeah. that it's not coming on. I will tune in and be like, "Oh, right, yeah, it's on hiatus." Yep. Damn. And I'll go watch. Like, in, in, and you get know. disappointed, and then you gotta go rewatch. Right. Oh, oh, and that's exactly how it happens. One hundred percent. You're not even 100%. joking. You're not even no hyperbole there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've rewatched the episode with the uh, the, the three uh, speedies oh, <laughs> as uh, the air security. The bow, <laughs> uh-huh. Oh man, bow hunter. Oh, I love bow security I love is arguably still one of the best episodes of the entire uh, series. Just, just the cutaways and the songs with, their, <laughs> with them walking and like the 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 repartee that those characters have built up over all of like the years and yeah and uh Dick Grayson joining in on that him being kind of like their brother their unspoken brother and like it's just it's just great like and they and they look it's written it's written like these guys are brothers who if they weren't like saving the world or doing security jobs, they would be playing basketball on the court or Mm -hmm. drinking beer, watching the football game or, you know, some are shooting pool together. And that's how, that's why it works so well because they could take that and turn it into, okay, superhero dynamics. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause like they're actually, I think for, you know, uh, in Young Justice altogether, that's the one of the cooler things where it's like they all hang, they hang out together, right? And they're like they're actual friends. They check in on folks, how they're doing, and that those types of things. And so I like how they juxtapose the normal with the you know they also um, they also just a superhero aspect as well. Um, yeah, I think one of the one of the best examples of that is when they had the daycare over at uh, over at the house. I mean, granted, there was an assassination attempt attached to that. But but it was a great bit of exposition interweaved into a main storyline. Like, the exposition was, you know, just all the the characters have, most of the characters have kids now. Mm -hmm. And so... All the kids are gathered over at over at uh, Tigris and um, um, uh, clone guy, clone clone of uh, <laughs> clone Red of Arsenal's house. And so they're over there at the house exposition. The kids are playing, and kids got superpowers, so they're all running all over the house or whatever. But then you know somebody from Atlantis is trying to kill him, and then that guy gets stopped by another character attached to the light. <laughs> Yeah. Just a brilliant piece of storytelling, yeah. exposition, main storyline, new storyline coming up that's intertwined, intertwined into the main storyline, all converging in one set of scenes. And can that we find out back- that the, the, the guy from Atlantis, Atlantis was Ocean Master? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was like, and, it, and so that even, like, and he gets beheaded by Lady Shiva. Like, yeah, man. Like a man. A main Aquaman bad guy was just like a B villain, a B Batman villain. I'm yeah, like, I'm not knocking Shiva because she's a great villain. Like I love Shiva, but at the same yeah, time, she ain't, level. Yeah, right? She ain't the Joker. Yeah, she ain't. Uh, she ain't Raish or any of them. Like, yeah. And I would say the. Um, and also, I, I think. You know, they do it again. We, as we're talking about overall, like it, you're, you actually one, you care about the characters. Two, you're involved. And you know, if I if if they had twenty percent of this in the live action, 
man. Agreed. Just twenty. Just like just much. Like this much. Yep. Yeah, just twenty percent. Like they would be killing it. Like just killing it. And I think that's. <clears throat> and to end to end all of this, I shall end it on a negative note. I unfortunately watched four four episodes of The Flash on CW. Why this is my own that? fault. I, I'm still, I still <laughs> I question your judgment so thoroughly right now. You know what? Like, why did we do that? He's the Flash. Mexicus, I think That's the Flash had a great season one. And I, I will say that, that it, was like eight years ago, bro. This is, this is why I bring it up, and this is how I bring it up. It was, it was a great, and then from there, it went nothing but downhill. Yep. So you know, every once in a while, I keep. I'm like, hey, maybe it got better. <laughs> I do this once a season, once a year over the last eight, and every every time, I'm always. Um, Proven wrong. It's, it's, it hasn't you're, better. You're, not only are you proven wrong, you're more disappointed than you were the last time you did that. No, no, no. I, Which I, makes I, me question why you do it. Exactly. I fair question the same thing. And I want to say, The Flash had a great one season and about two, ep- two three episodes of season I, season oh, two. I will challenge you. I would go so far as to say, hold hang on. on um, hang on. I'm not going to say that they, it had, I'm exaggerating that it, had, it was a few episodes of season two, but beyond that, that mid season point, that second season with Zoom, with Zoom and the way oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we agree on Garth. that. But, so Garth. it was two and a half seasons of really good television. <laughs> Why I tell you that? exactly the spot where it died a horrible death. <laughs> I should have stopped watching then. It's when they build up all this stuff with Zoom. Zoom, I agree with D'Angelo wholeheartedly. It is Zoom. Zoom was a brilliant, brilliant villain. They reworked somebody who should not have been great and worked them into being a great, great, great villain. And then Rather than beat the crap out of that's the thing, the mid-season finale beats the pee out of Barry. He drags him through the street, literally drags his face across the pavement, and then holds him up at the police station and goes, "Is this your hero?" Mm-hmm. And then oh, that was back. the first episode. That was in episode that was one. He yep. did that because that's what impressed me. I was yep. like, "Wow, this is episode one." <laughs> and then, saying. then, then they reveal him to to then, then then so not even the reveal. Then at the end of that arc, what do they do? They decide that they're going to settle their differences with a race. That was weird. <laughs> like, if this were Super Friends back when back in the in like the seventies and eighties. That would have been great, and it would have sold perfectly. But the fact that they ended this thing with a race after Barry got the snot beat out of him and got his back broken—it just so yeah. I question. I question watching that show. And you know what? The other thing that that was great about that season and what that storyline did was introduce the multiverse. That was about it. And yeah. And okay, now yeah, and the, the crossovers were I, the crossovers are decent post post that one, but yeah. So but I I, I tried to watch states, it, man. Like there was yeah. like the, you actually thought that you you actually wondered how the heck Barry was gonna get out of there. Yeah, and I think and it wasn't the, his was, fault for once. Yeah, and that was, and I think that was the last that's time because literally every every antagonist, every bad thing that happens is Barry's fault. Like every single time, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it is, somehow connects back to Barry being he's literally the villain of the whole show. Except for season one, and except like, for season one, like yeah. one and two, season yeah. two, yeah. yeah. Season but everything two. after that, and even yeah. now, it, it's just it's like a parody of itself. Like Cisco's gone; they got a new Cisco. He's a black dude, so I'm gonna call him Black Cisco. And then like <laughs> Caitlin and Frost are now two separate people. Frost is doing an eat, pray, love in Europe because she got her heart broken. And then you uh-huh. have. Despero shows up, who's a cool character, usually has a third eye, no third eye, fully CG, all your budgets in your first episode. And I'm like, what is going on here? Then they, then they introduce uh, Bart, which is like, okay, that's kind of cool. Bart's like, I guess cool, but not really. He says all the good uh, catchphrases, but it doesn't really line up. And it's just like, again, you're just like, what is going on? They introduce Godspeed, who is a character from the comic, who's a little bit better in the comic than it is here. And even then, they're like, oh, how are we going to beat him? I'm going to go get Thon from, you know, because he's around to help what? me. So he shows up to help Barry. And then you're like, wait, what? Why would you? Again, the actor that plays Wells, that's, has, he has the best TV contract of any guy I've he ever does. seen. 
more than um what's his cast name from uh agents of shield ward because that dude came back like every other season of some oh, yeah. thing too yeah but yeah the dude that plays wells that guy has been kicking him in flash for eight seasons what kind of wells is he this time in addition to <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, you don't even want to know you don't even want to know you don't even, uh, no i want to know i got like know seven different there's like an indiana he's, jones uh one he wants like to know one. i don't want to know he's been sure he's been sherlock sherlock home yep 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 uh, he's been yep. hg wells yep he's, he's been, a, all of it all of it he's the best he has the best uh, best tv contract of any dude ever like um, that's so ridiculous and then like everyone has powers like iris has powers and then like it's just like what is going on iris has powers now uh, yeah just, has barry daughter appeared again yeah she uh, shows up but it's not the one that you know because it's from a different future because so it's they, not they, the same actress it's the same actress and so oh, but she doesn't she doesn't have all the memories from the old one so now okay. it's her and bart and then da, 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 da. it's just yo it just i how? How do you I think, one? How do you go from season one and then get all the way to where you're at now, but then still continually get renewed? Because it's still one of the most popular shows on CW to this day. Like a lot of people watch it. It's yeah, and all and all of, and the Arrowverse is done. Like they're they're the last show now. Supergirl's gone. Yeah. Um, Black Lightning's gone. Uh, Superman and Lois, or sorry, Supergirl's gone. Sorry, but Superman and Lois, I believe, is is uh still on. I think they're on their second season. It's, yeah, but that's not considered a yeah exactly uh, our show. But well, yeah, so so but, now it's actually to their credit, not bad. Mm, I I'm, can't, I'm, I'm not there with recommending it full scale just yet. But if you're looking for something to watch and you've got everything else that you've got knocked out that, that you have on your list knocked out, or if you just want to try like a quick diversion, all right. I gotta fair. tell you, I wouldn't I can't say don't watch it. I cannot okay. say that. I, I cannot right. say do not watch it. Superman right. and Lois is solid. Okay. Uh, fair enough. I, yeah, mean, I, a- I gotta say, I'm probably still never gonna watch it. But, <laughs> but, but notice, notice I haven't recommended it to you. It, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, no, no. you know what it sounds like. Yep. When it's an urgent, when when it's urgency, and like, yo, you need to watch this. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm and not. I trust I'm not there you. Whenever you do that, I trust that. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's why I say, I know you're not recommending, but I'm definitely saying, like, I doubt I watched that. I don't have no particular love for the characters. My, but my concern <laughs> with that show is the same thing with all the other shows that have happened thus far, and that is, it's going to start out one way. It's going to be cool. It's going to be good, and then. You know, it, it's gonna fall flat. They're gonna do what they always do. They're gonna change up the writers or change up the edict they give to those writers. And you know, I, I'm 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 definitely not gonna get invested because they've already screwed that pooch where CW shows are concerned. There's yeah. no scenario where that, see that I think that's the biggest crime here. They started out with something good that I remember when Hour was on TV. Somebody recommended it, and I recommended it to like 25 people. And then when it fell off, they were all like, yo, how are you going to abandon the show now? You got me watching this thing. And I was like, I, I'm not going to watch bad television. And it's gotten it's bad, bad now. It's got bad. It's got you bad. know what I mean? And I feel like they all have that line where, you know, with Arrow, it was the race the race storyline. I remember sitting at the edge of my seat like, how is this going to play out? Yeah. And he knocks him off the off of a, off a cliff. Dude survives. Comes back two episodes later. <laughs> And eventually beats Rachel. Like, I just, yeah, it just it, uh, you so, know. And then so the same thing to, with Barry with, with with the Flash. The Flash ends up being you know this really dope show for like two and a half seasons, and then at the end of the season, when you think that it's good, like how is he? You you in each scenario, you find yourself asking, how is my hero going to get out of this? And then they screw the pooch so royally. You know, they they knock they 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 knock um they they knock the Green Arrow off a, off a cliff. He comes back a couple of episodes later, and I don't know. He just got the power of love or whatever it was, and just <laughs> beat the snot out of out of Rachel Gould, which is not an easy feat. <laughs> then Barry decide, you know Barry gets get gets literally. I, it was oh, it was such a good episode. Barry gets his face dragged across the pavement of his own city. And then dude who who beat the snot out of him just a couple episodes before says, you know how we're gonna beat what we're gonna solve our differences, Barry? We're gonna race. And then it falls all downhill from there. 
And just every one of those shows, like Supergirl, I remember Supergirl being on CBS. I was like, yo, this does not need to be on CBS. It should probably be be on the CW before they started doing the nonsense they do with all these other shows. And same thing happens. I can't even tell you where, and it's more insidious with Supergirl because it falls off a cliff gradually in slow motion. You can't even pinpoint the the point in the arc where it just gets bad. And all of those shows suffer from the same thing. They just change the theme up at some random point for no reason at the apex of it being good. And I think we're at a point now where I can safely say, like, <laughs> the, the Legends is actually better than The Flash. <laughs> I won't even do it. Purely, purely because The Legends is so ridiculous and silly, and they know that, that they enjoy revel in that silliness, where The Flash still wants to be taken seriously. They try to have serious But even that, that started out one way, and now it's something different, and the, the something different to me is just not appealing. Uh, it's the downfall of CW shows, man. I mean, they're they have what they have left. Uh, what Stargirl? Though that's on HBO Max, though. And they're gonna screw that up too. They probably that will. Great. That, that first season was brilliant. I have not heard anything about the second season. I haven't watched it either. That's my fault. But like, I haven't heard anything. Like the first season, I remember saying, "Yo, everybody needs to watch this. It's really, yeah, really good. It was it's really good. well done. It was done. really good. It was really well done." Second season, I haven't heard. I haven't watched it because I haven't had time. But I also haven't heard anybody say, "Yo, second season was blah 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 blah." Not a not a peep. Yeah. You probably won't hear it. I mean, it's the same thing with Tactics <laughs> and all the other ones. I I I never thought that the Flash was a particularly great show, but up. up for seasons one and two, I was interested and I liked it. And yeah. I didn't want to watch Arrow because I'm a Batman fan and I knew what was going on there. And so uh, I like Ali that's more like the Justice League Unlimited or like the mm-hmm. um, like yep. a little bit yep. more anti-Batman anti Bruce, like the one mm-hmm. who sees the mission, but he's not like obsessive over it. So I knowing that they were just trying to cheat their way to Batman, I was like, yeah. And so that never that's the reason why, despite it being okay for a certain period or a good TV, I just never gave it a chance, refused to that's see. Fair. And um and and again, that's not taken away because I enjoy the interactions that he had that the character would have with the crossovers with him and Barry and yeah that's just the, the one thing the CW they their crossovers you know the last one wasn't as good but in general they did a good job of crossing over the series with the is like pretty the last decent. two were not good right I would say the There's one three that was four. the best was the first two the first two one of the two yeah. of the first two yeah. and then I think it was the second one that I liked the most and then yeah. after that they were just terrible. Um, yeah. The character interaction was still good, but like the story itself was just totally like, prob- this is just shouldn't have happened. Like, yeah, that, that's just how, yep. how, like the stuff with, with uh, in the last one, the crisis. Oh my God. That with was the, bad, dude. Stuff with that's like, that's like, they threw in oh, black, black man. lightning and Batwoman too. And like, yeah, it's nuts. No bueno, no bueno. Just, well, like, you can't use Batman, so you, now you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna fuck him over. Like, <laughs> like come on, come on, come on. You, that's how you do Kevin Conroy, the yeah. iconic, legendary voice of Batman. Like, mm-hmm. uh, see, mm. the first crossover, first crossover was Flash and Arrow. Oh yeah, uh, that, was that was good. That was, yeah, really that was good. Yeah. Uh, second crossover was uh, all of them basically joining forces, like sort of heroes joining forces. I think it was called uh, Invasion. Was the third one? Invasion uh, was the evil. That was the evil arrow. That was that was okay. That one was uh, okay. Yeah, Crisis on Earth X. Now that was Evil Arrow, I think. Oh, okay. Wasn't okay. It? Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. That was yeah, Evil Crisis Arrow. Earth and X. That was that was okay. It was is decent. Yeah. It was better. Than okay. it was that wasn't decent. that bad. It was Evil Arrow, Evil Supergirl. I remember that. That was okay. Elseworlds was where it took where he screwed the pooch. It started oh, to go down. Like Elseworlds is where I remember where it started to go down. Yeah, uh, and, and I there think- was some good stuff in that, but for the most part, it was like. 
Like it was a pop- yeah. Elseworlds, Elseworlds was literally just Green Arrow and and Flash again, but really dumb. Yeah, that was <laughs> but really Superman was in it too because they were jumping around and he was oh, right. Like, yeah, 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 he was like evil, right. uh, the black suit Clark or whatever. The yeah, doctor, no, it wasn't him. It was um, Doctor uh, Doctor um, God, the Dream Guy. Oh, what's his name? The villain in, in Elseworlds. Uh, checking. Hold on. Uh, yeah, it's it's doctor doctor. He's the 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 something with a D, I think. Mm, doctor D'Angelo. <laughs> <Very funny>. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, right? It's a good layup. That's a good layup. It's a good layup. <laughs> I, I don't see it here. But so, and Elseworlds pivoted into uh, was a backdoor into Crisis on Infinite Earths, which we all know was kind of trash. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much trash. See, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't expect this to be a bonus episode, but that's what you guys got. You just had to rant and get it off. I had to get it off my chest. She was so bad. You did it to yourself, <laughs> man. You need to stop doing this. Uh, why, 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 so bad, to bad remedy show. all of this, you can just stop watching. You can just stop doing. <laughs> So Cam, I was so curious. Year, I was curious. Every year was like, since oh, we got no. bad, Cam has done this thing where usually on a holiday weekend, Cam will sit down and go, you know what I'm going to, or at the end of a season, Cam will sit down and be like, all right, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch all the, all, all the, uh, all the previously ons. So I get a sense on. without having to burn a bunch of time. And then I'm going to watch the last two episodes. And he does this. I don't know why he does this every time. And then he comes to us and he complains. <laughs> He's like, yo, let me really bad. Like, I know I shouldn't be watching it, but I just wanted to see him. It's like, but, but why? Why do you do this? Why do you hurt yourself? Like, I care about you, bro. <laughs> like, don't. Why do you hurt yourself like this? Oh, by the way, the villain was Doctor Destiny. Doctor John Deegan, Doctor Destiny, or uh, Destiny. Oh, Destiny. Yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. Doctor Destiny. Um. And it's like the yeah. kooky names that they give these characters are oh, only made, are made to be even more kooky by the portrayals that they decide that they're going to oh, yeah. engage. Exactly. Like the, the only saving grace, terrible. Oh, the only saving grace for any of that was uh, John Cryer as uh, Luther. That's it. Yeah, Almost that saved. is the one casting move that they made. Killed it easily. Best Luther on tele- on on screen easily. Not even, not even. Yeah, one hundred. Yeah, there's no. And it actually made Supergirl watchable again for a little while. Yeah. Very, very true. All right. Well, that was uh, your bonus edition of uh, Blurred Lines. <laughs> I'm going to cut this and put this Blurred in Lines of the complete. Yeah. So you could, <laughs> the complete you could, episode. You could, have, you could have the good Young Justice stuff by itself, and then you can have this as a separate <laughs> Have the rant. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, man, this is Blurred Lines. And this is out. like our regular conversations, just so y'all know. This is true. Yeah. This is, this is, after, <laughs> this is the after show. <laughs> All right, we're blurred lines and we're out. Hasta lasagna. <laughs>